Hey everyone, I'm Erica. And I'm Larisha. And we are so excited to be back for our second episode of Journey Heart to Heart Season 4. So Larisha, what are we going to be talking about today? So today, sis, we are talking about growing in God's Word, and we have a very special guest, Jairus Burks, with us today. Yes, I'm so excited. I know this is going to be a good one. Yes. All right, you guys, stay tuned. Hey, guys, this is Erica. Hey, y'all, this is Larisha. And we are back for our second episode of season four. You guys, we are so excited because we have a guest joining us on today. Larisha, can you share a little bit more about our guest that we're going to have joining? Can you introduce our guest? Yes. So y'all, thank you so much, Erica. We are excited to have our special guest, Jairus Brooks, who's joining us. He's the founder of Acts 1711 Ministry. We thank you so much for joining us, sir. Welcome, Jairus. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Awesome. 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 So this is a little bit like I, I met Jairus, I would say probably earlier in the year. Um, actually met him through participating in a um, clubhouse panel about why Christians shouldn't pledge Greek. And we'll kind of get a little more into that as we go further into our um, our podcast today. But yeah, it's been, it's been um, amazing. I, I like your, your vigor for just God's word, man, it's to see your ministry. I follow you on Instagram um, just to hear you speak. Uh, very powerful. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get into this episode so that we can kind of share with our listeners um, more about you and the projects and things that you have going on. So about your bio, Larisha, can you share a little more about our, our guest today? Sure. So Jairus Burks is the founder of Acts 1711 Ministry, where they empower others with the skills to depend on the word of God and to seek to edify his kingdom. Jairus Burks is a United States Air Force veteran and a member of the Wounded Warrior Project that has, that he has served uh, six years of honorable service. He's also earned a master's and bachelor's administration from the American Military University and is currently pursuing a doctoral degree in communications from Liberty University. Jarvis Burks is also a certified coach, trainer, and a mentor of the John Maxwell Leadership Executive Team and resides in Memphis, Tennessee but he will be re relocating to Dallas, Texas while he continues to pursue full-time ministry. Wow. We have a great guest on our hands. That is awesome. Yes. Okay. So, so many things stuck out for me. One, uh, you're a uh, Air Force veteran. So thank you for your service. Yep. Yep. Thank you for your <laughs> service. We, ap we appreciate it. Uh, another thing, John Maxwell. I have a friend who actually was a, a participant in that as well, like certified in that as well. So that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, John Maxwell um, is really very good for, excuse me, he's very good for leadership. And he's also very good just for uh, professional development. So those are some of the things I do do in my spare time is like, you know, um, try to reach out to youth, corporate companies and such like that um, to help build and to help empower um, themselves and then have them grow as a company. But I really like um, taking those things and doing that um, with the Christian um, perspective, because most of John Maxwell material, he's going to tell you it's all in the Bible, um, which is, you know, apparent, you know, because 
it is the word of God and it has everything. So yeah, I love John Maxwell. Very, uh, very great. And I got introduced to it um, earlier because that's something that my mom did. So yeah. Oh, wow, that's nice. That's nice. And then the other thing that stuck out that I didn't know you're pursuing a doctorate. Yes. Uh, so I'm currently um, at Liberty University because um, I went to, I first, I kind of got my degrees like out of order. Um, I got my bachelor's first from Middle Tennessee State University. And then I joined the Air Force. I got my associate's degree from the, yeah, the Air Force. They have an associate's degree program for the enlisted. So I got my degree from them, which is called the Community um, College uh, of the Air Force. Then right around that same time, I finished my MBA, my master's at American Military University online while I was still serving. And so once I got out, that's when I decided to uh, pursue a degree at Liberty University. Wow, that's good here. I actually, I'm almost finished with a Liberty as well. <laughs> I, I love that you are a certified coach. What do you specialize in? I wanted to know that personally. Um, so the things that I specialize in um, as far as coaching is really um, professional development and also kind of mentoring, um, okay. mainly um, a lot of young men okay. um, kind of for what they're doing and growing up. Because one of the things that I have a heart for that um, is because I kind of look at, you know, the story uh, in Genesis where, you know, God asks Adam, he says, Adam, where are you? And when we're looking at today's culture and the things that are happening now, you know, it's always the absence of men, whether they're being, you know, feminized or whether they're in jail or whether they're being murdered. There's always some type of way or a plan of process to eliminate uh, the man um, in the family, because when you look at the body, um, you can live without arms, you can live without legs and feet, but you can't live without a head. You got to have that. So that's where um, I do a lot of my counseling and a lot of my mentoring um, and that with professional development uh, and just mentoring men. Well, amen. This is good. This is good. I'm so excited. So we've already kind of delved in learning a little bit more about you, but we wanted to know a little bit more about where you're from. What are some other passions and hobbies or anything new and fun that's happening in your world right now? Oh, so for me, um, I was born actually in um, D.C. because um, my my father he was um he was an army he's an army veteran right uh, he did twenty years so I was actually born in Washington D.C. and from then on we moved from there uh, to Germany um, back to VA and then to Memphis and so um, with that <clears throat> excuse me with that. I really claim most of Memphis um, as where I'm from, you know, just to kind of, you know, keep it brief and keep it short. Um, but other than that, my hobbies are film. I love making movies. Um, so those are things that I do in my spare time, um, you know, with equipment and things like that. I used to film at a church for a very long time. So I love uh, cameras and things like that. Um, other than that, I love going to the gym, you know, working out. Um, I game now. I wasn't as serious at first, but now that my friends have talked me into it, I'm like a online gamer. So like I got the headset and make all the funny noises and all that. So for anybody out there, I do play Warzone. 
Um, I love it. It's addicting. But um, yeah, other than that, I spend a lot of my time just really reading, um, studying and writing, um, you know, on the word of God. And if I'm not doing that, you know, I'm usually in school. But yeah, I love going out, um, hitting festivals, um, things like that. I also like trying different foods, uh, plant based. So any vegans out there? Yeah, that's where it's at. <laughs> hey, that's Everybody what's up. Hop in there right there. That's <laughs> the thing right there. That is y'all. No, it's nice to meet a fellow. Like, well, it's been a minute for me um, with the vegan tip because all of 2020 just made it like really hard for me not to have cheese. Like I was mm-hmm. going that that the convenience of, of delivery, pizza on deck. But yeah, I'm vegetarian right now. I'm I'm trying to make my way back to, to veganism, but um yeah. But that's awesome. Okay, great. So thank you so much uh, for sharing a little bit more about you with our listening audience. Um, Let's see. So as I mentioned earlier during the intro, I met you a few months ago while we were doing a clubhouse panel on um, why Christians shouldn't pledge Greek or something along those, those lines. And one thing that stood out to me was that a majority of the panel were ex-Greece, like myself. I'm an ex-Delta, and we talk about that very often on this um, podcast. But I, I, I learned that you didn't pledge any Greek organization. And so I thought it was really amazing. Like, I admired your boldness and your courage and coming on and speaking the truth of God's words, word concerning those, um, the idolatry and just how it just totally goes against God's word. So I wanted to know if you could share a little bit about your stance on um, why you never cho- why you chose not to join a Greek organization, and um, I think it would really tie in to, to your book on um, you know how to read the Bible. So I wanted to know if you could share a little more about that. Yeah, um, and so and, and that's interesting because it's just amazing. Um, actually how God works because um at first um a school that I went to I went to MTSU um I I did I was interested in you know actually um you know pledging I was thinking about it and nobody in my family has really been to college my mom she went to college but um you know she went you know later on throughout um her years and stuff because she worked so she didn't get you know that experience um of going on as a freshman on campus like I did so um it was one of those things where I was interested you know at doing it but um you know I asked my parents about it and my dad told me you know the truth about those things but I still decided to search for my own and that's the conviction um that I had got um with it you know seeing how a lot of those things you know tie into Masonic um, organizations and things of that nature. And, um, one of the reasons why, um, you know, I, I could still say in some ways, you know, I was still a little guilty of it, but I didn't know the depth of it while I was in college, because like I said, I mean, I film parties, you know, we would film Greek step shows. We would step offs. I mean, literally we filmed everything that happened on that campus from, um, you know, 2009 to 2012, you know, it's like a virtual video yearbook. You can literally just go on YouTube and see everything that MT did. And I went at other schools, but once I kind of got older and I got more in the word, 
um, you really start to see how bad it is. And it's one of those things where it's the aesthetics that kind of pulls the person in because everyone's do it. You know, you got pastors, you got bishops that are really into this stuff, knee deep, even a lot of Christian influencers that a lot of people look up um, to today, they're in these organizations. And the, the, the bad thing that comes to it and the stance that comes on it is that it's really, it's kind of damnation, to be honest. Because at that same time, you know, what a person has done is that they have made a, a pact or a covenant, a promise, an oath or whatever to Satan. Now, there's a lot of other gods and other things, but at the end of the day, it's Satan. You know, whether you're dealing with Molech, Baal, Asheroth, Ishtar, it's all Satan at the end of the day. And so one of the reasons why um, I wanted to do something when Clubhouse first came out, I really wanted to do something on that. But, you know, I was never, um, I, I never really pledged or got deep into it. You know, I was interested. I went to the interest meetings and, you know, I was there. But I didn't go really no further than that, truth be told. Um, and so when I got older, um, you know, I got out the military, started going to clubhouse. I really wanted to, um, you know, talk about that, but I never been in it. So I was kind of like, ah, uh, you know, it's kind of going to be like a cry wolf thing. You know what I mean? Um, but that's when I had met uh, Zach. I met Zachary Graham on clubhouse and he was uh, in a room. I can't remember which room it was. And he was doing a, uh, he was doing a teaching on something. It was a Christian entrepreneur's room or something like that. And so I said, hey, um, you doing a room on this or blah, blah, blah. He said, man, I'm doing a room on uh, yoga. Yeah, it was new age spirituality that they were doing. And so I was like, all right, I got some information on yoga. Um, I just did a uh, teaching on that not too long ago. So I got some stuff I could send you. So he was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, and then he was like, yeah, I was also thinking about doing uh you know, a room on Greek, you know, fraternities or organizations. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah. I said, call my phone. So after that, that's when he told me, he was like, hey, I was a Sigma. I'm currently still one, but I'm trying to get out. But I, it's really pressing on my heart to do something about this. And that's where I just sent him like all the boatloads of information um, I had on it. Like I sent him everything I had. And so when we started to do that, that's how the room um, kind of came about, which is hence how I met Erica, um, you know, uh, through that. But, you know, just to kind of just sum that up, um, you know, when it comes to those, you know, fraternities, sororities, and that's just not even the D9, but that's all of them. The white ones too, um, Freemasonry, OES, Order Easter Stars, Daughters of Isis. I mean, there's just so many Job's daughters, Jacob's daughter, whatever. Um, it's damnation because again, you're taking an oath and there's something spiritual um, that goes in. And one of the things that we did harp on and we touched on was that, you know, um, this stuff is serious because when you do this stuff, when a person dies, you know, why do they what do they do when they pray over the body, you know, and they confess the soul to another chapter or to another place. And no one really has that authority, but God himself. 
you know, I understand you may be, you know, baptized and Holy Ghost filled. Hey, that's cool. But that authority, nobody has that but God, not even the apostles or Moses or Elijah could do that. Um, and so when you start getting into things like that and you really look at the spiritual aspect of it, that's when you begin to see that this really isn't right. But again, a lot of pastors and preachers are into it. So when we look at the scripture and, you know, when it says, Lord, Lord, we have done works and we've prophesied and we've done all these things in your name. That's when it gets scary because again, God and Satan, you know, um, the, the interesting thing about both of them is that you can work for them and not even know that you're hired or fired. It's interesting because all things work for the greater good. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's so good because, um, like you said, there's so many prominent figures in our community who are a part of these organizations. And what we fail to do as Christians, I'm not going to say all of us, but um, some of us, what we fail to do is to look to Jesus as a standard. You know, we are always looking to those people in these leadership positions and everything. It's like, oh, well, they're doing it, so it's okay to do it, or this, that, and the third. And also another thing that we fail to do is read our Bibles. Like, we don't know what's in the word. Like, and so I'm I'm happy, I'm excited to dive in into this interview, really to um just share with our listeners how you wrote your book, like how to how to read the Bible and how you give guides and and different tips for us for us believers to really understand to gain that knowledge and that understanding of God's word. And so, um, if you could please share with our audience how you came to faith, and then also give us the driving force behind writing your books. So yeah, um, and that's one of the main reasons um just going back to the to the d9 thing is because you know we really want people to search the scriptures for themselves um so that is why Acts 17 11 um is the base um of the ministry um i was in the air force um for six years i started in 2000 uh i enlisted in 2014 uh june 10th and uh, I went from basic and I did most of my time in Oklahoma. You know, I went from San Antonio to Mississippi. Then I went to Wichita Falls, Texas. And then uh, I went to Oklahoma. So uh, I deployed actually out to uh, the Middle East. Um, I was in UAE, United uh, Arab Emirates. Um, that's where Dubai is at. For those that kind of don't know, you can look that up. Um, and so while I was there, um, it was cool because I kind of had like an enlightenment, I guess you could say. Um, it's interesting when you're deployed because you have so much time to yourself. You have a lot of time um, to yourself. And I worked really like six to seven days a week. A lot of our work was just sitting around waiting for something to happen, whether it did or it didn't. You know, whether the enemy's going to strike or they're going to send a bomb or something, or we got to prepare that on the flight line. Um, so I spent a lot of my time reading. And that's when I really uh, started to get more deep into the word of myself. And so with that, I came back with uh, a different mindset than I had. And at the time I was married, I got married in 2015. And I 
was going through um, bad problems and issues in marriage because those first couple of years aren't easy, um, especially in the military. And, you know, I had deployed for about, you know, um, four to six months. So um, sadly, uh, we had ended up getting a divorce after that, after I had came back from my deployment. And so with that, I had really just so much time to myself. And so one of the things I did was I would read and I listened to this guy. Um, I would listen to this guy, uh, Miles Monroe. I listened to this guy like every day, like literally. I'm talking about I would be at home in my apartment. And when I got home, I would just cut on a random YouTube video from him and I just would listen to it. It got to the point where like, I already knew his go-to scriptures, what he was probably finna say, what, like, I just knew everything, but I was trying to develop his mindset and apply what he was saying. And so I would just, that was kind of like my mentor, not in a weird, uh, strange way. Cause the guy's dead, you know what I mean? Like I'm communicating him and talking to him, like, no, the man's dead. But what I would do was, is just everything he said on YouTube, you know, I would kind of like take that and perceive it. So one of the things that he said, he was just like, you know, I, man, I read the gospels back and forth so much and it just changed my life. And it just, it did this for me. And Jesus is amazing. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna do that. And so I literally just, you know, pulled out my iPad. And I just read the gospels back and forth all that time. Like literally I will finish Matthew in like two days or a day and I'll just read it front to back. Then I would start with Mark front to back, John front to back, Luke front to back. And I would just read them so much. And so once I did that, I actually started, um, I joined, uh, I went to Transformation Church. So, cause I was in Oklahoma city, but Mike Todd's church, um, Pastor Todd's church is in uh, Tulsa. And I really couldn't find any good churches um there probably was some in Oklahoma City I just couldn't see him because you know I didn't really know nobody or have family out there in Oklahoma um so I just drove up there and so I would go up there and then they had this little group called TC Nation that was on the group me and so I had found out about it and I joined it and that's where I met um a whole bunch of other believers I met you know all these different believers from you know all over the world and so I was talking to some people there and this one girl, um, she introduced me to this, uh, this guy named Chuck Missler, this old white guy. And he's got a ministry called Koinonia House. And so I would listen to him and like this guy was just spitting scriptures back and forth. And he was going at a rate that was so fast, I couldn't keep up. I was just like, oh my gosh, like it's, it's just everywhere. And so I was like, I gotta catch up. So I would literally read, I would read, 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 and write, you know, the scriptures and write the Bible. And I would try to catch up to what he was saying and what he was talking about, you know, so I can understand it. And so I started teaching, um, I think they started having B groups at Transformation Church. And so I got inspired by Acts 17, 11, and you know how you gotta, you know, be a Berean and search the scriptures. So I taught, um, I had like a group I did and I would basically, you know, put notes up, make little worksheets. And then it got to the point where someone was like, wow, this would be so, you know, 
cool if this was like in a book. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, this would be cool. And I had developed so many ways of getting just deep in the word and sharing it with people at church like that. So what I did was, is that um, I talked to my mom and she sent me uh, all of her ministry resources that she used back in the day because um, she was a preacher and she went to uh, Union. She went to Union University. Um, she's an MDev as well. And so she sent me all those things because I had kind of always been born in the faith. I guess you could say like, you know, from a youth, like I would watch, you know, Bible cartoons and stuff like that as a kid. And I loved it. I still watch them to this day, the same ones I did when I was a kid. But she sent me that stuff. And so that's when I just start reading more and taking notes. And I started cultivating the book. I started to put things together. I didn't really know what I was doing, but um, I felt that people really need to know how to read the Bible because the illiteracy rate in the Christian world and in the kingdom is so high, you know, like, cause even going back to the Greek thing, you know, the same thing that the prophets of Baal did when they would walk through the fire and do all that stuff. Those are some of the same things that people in the Greek fraternities and sororities had to do. So they're literally doing the same things that they did in the Bible, but because the pastor may not preach on it and because they don't really read it, they're not going to know. So they're just concerned about a miracle that Jesus did. And, you know, uh, something that Jesus just said in John chapter 13 or Matthew chapter five, when they forget, you know, the part where he said, man, can I live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So if that's every word, well, Paul says what all scriptures inspire. So we've got to look at the book from Genesis to Revelation, you know, even those born genealogies. And so that's one of the things that really got me motivated um, to get people to actually search um, the scriptures and to write um, this book and actually start a ministry on just, you know, having good, solid um, sources, but being able to know the how, you know, when you're actually getting in the word, because a lot of people, um, they read the Bible, but they don't understand what they're reading. And the base thing for that is, um, is Acts chapter um, eight. That's the first cover of my book. When you look at it, you're going to see Acts chapter eight. Um, I want to say it's verse um, 30. Acts chapter eight, um, verse 30 and 31, where, you know, it's basically that conversation with Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And the eunuch is reading the scroll of Isaiah. And Philip says, hey, do you understand what you're reading? The eunuch says, I really don't. If you could come and show me, that would be great. And so I just took that scripture and I took that concept and I said, we need to make more Phillips in this world. So that's kind of how um, the book, How to Read the Bible came about. And that's kind of how Acts 1711 was formed. Amen. That was so amazing. I love the part when you mentioned about the how. We often hear a lot of times 
okay, read your Bible, read your Bible. And then you look at it and you're like, this is a big book with a lot of words. I want to get it. I want to understand it. I want to be closer to God, but I don't know where to begin. So I did have a question that we didn't uh, mention before to you, Jairus, but I wanted to know what were some recommendations as far as what version of the Bible or the text that would be a good start for someone who's new to the faith? Who's so a, a, a seasoned faith member, but just saying, hey, I'm, I'm struggling reading a King James version. What is another version that I could take a look at that help me understand better? I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna always tell people the King James version. Okay. It's the best and it's the only version. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say that, and these are more things that I get into my book, because when you look in Genesis 3, Satan's first word, well, his first recorded word was, yeah. Not even going down the, the, the line, the, the verse or the sentence. The first thing he says is, yeah. So then he says, yeah, hath God said. So already Satan is in agreement with whatever. One thing about him, you're going to always get a yes. That's just how he operates. Good or bad, and it's always bad, but you're going to get a yes to it. That's the very first thing that's recorded in Genesis 3. So when you look at how he's doubting God's word, that's what a lot of these translations do. And a lot of, and I know the KJV, it seems like it's hard. It's like, bro, I don't speak in theeth and thoueth and thineth and I get it. I know it. Um, But the thing is, with that KJV, there's no fallacies or there's no problems. And a lot of times, if you continue to read it and you understand how to, then it's going to come to you. Like you take a translation like the NIV. If you look in the NIV, and these are things I talk about in my book, um, John 3.16 isn't even in red. So now that's questionable. Did Jesus really say, for God so loved the world? Those are big things that is going to twist doctrine. That's going to, you know what I'm saying, change another person's belief is going to, you know, present an argument and a stance at some point. And so when you have these other versions that switch the words around and they say, well, we're just trying to make it easier to understand. But the problem is, is that now it's man-made because now you're giving us your interpretation. God's interpretation has so many other ways because again, God is light. That's a physical, literal statement. So if God is light, you can shine light through a prism and so many different colors come out. That's why when you read the gospel, and you see Jesus having the same conversation, and Luke records it, John records it, Matthew records it, Mark records it, it's different words. Well, here, like when you go to, um, when you go to the transfiguration, not the transfiguration, when you go um, to where Peter, um, when Jesus says, who do people say I am? In In one book, Peter says, you are the, you are the son of the Christ of God. Then in Mark, Peter says, you are the Christ. Luke, Peter's recorded saying, um, that are, 
he says, thou art the Christ of God. But then in Matthew, he calls him the son. Light. Because that's how God is and that's how his word works. So then when you're reading, that's why you could read the Bible and you could get so many different interpretations each time because you're seeing how it's applied. But again, once you start switching the versions and you switch what a word does or what it says, now you've changed the whole text. Because again, I'll just end it here. Um, it's kind of like the word uh, is. If I take the S off, now it's I. Two different things. But just by removing one, one letter, I've now changed that to another word. I say this in my book, lightning and lightning bug. Just take off one word bug. Now you got lightning. One could kill you and you can kill the other. But just because I decided to remove that word, now you've changed the whole meaning and interpretation of the text. And so with other versions, when you get, uh, when you start reading and getting deep into the word, um, that's what it does. And I just tell people, you got to have patience when you read the Bible. It's a spiritual book written to spiritual beings. You're not going to understand it when you first get into it. That's the patience of it. You know, because Solomon says, um, you know, it's the glory of God to conceal a thing. And so the king searches it out. We are kings and priests in that sense. That's what we have to do. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I just believe KJV, nothing else. Best version out there, only version out there, I'll say. All right. Thanks so much for that. I have another question for you. Do you have any words of encouragement or tips to share with our listeners? Um. Yes. So... As far as getting um, in the word and having um, some words of encouragement is that um, really look at what Christ is saying. You know, when he says man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out the mouth of God. This is literally how you live. That's it. So with that, um, you know, I say that one of the first things is you know, as always, pray, fast, um, really invest um, in God because you're in essentially investing in yourself. So resources like my book, I'm going to tell people, buy it. Um, is this the, the one and only? No. I tell people all the time, this is a supplement. And you're going to say that so much in my book. This is a supplement. This is a Kickstarter. This isn't the one I'll be all. I hope that you write a better book than mine. It's great. Now that just says that you have the knowledge and you could carry on and share it with someone else. But when you're reading God's word, you have to have um, that patience and a willingness to be like a child. Don't always come with perceived notions or, you know, theology like, well, I know this and I know you got to read the Bible and know it because what happens to a lot of people is you know, they'll read a particular section of the Bible and they think they got it. But then when they read something else, they'll see how that connects. Uh, an example of that is like, you know, the creation. We can look in Genesis 1 and see how God made the heavens and the earth. 
But if I want to find out more about it, I could flip to Job and look at all the questions that God asked Job. That's going to tell you more about creation, almost than Genesis, the book itself, because the Bible is interwoven. But to a person that's reading Genesis 1, they may get frustrated because they feel like, well, I can't find everything and I don't understand everything. Patience. So that's one of the main things I'm going to say when a person is trying to read the Bible um, and understand um, Blue Letter Bible. It's a great source. It's a great app. Um, I tend to use that one over YouVersion. Um, YouVersion has a lot of notifications and YouVersion is kind of social. It's still a good app because they are getting the word out to millions. Um, and I use it sometimes, seldomly, but I really like Blue Letter Bible um, just because that right there is solid. Um, and if you're looking for a concordance, it's already in there. It's got everything you need really in that itself. And all you can do is just click on it and get that. So yeah, um, Blue Letter Bible um, and probably just, um, looking for some other preachers and teachers that are expository, not just Ted talkish, but actually are preaching line up line, precept on precept here a little, there a little. That is so good. Thank you. And thank you for breaking out your reason for the KJV version. I, I'm, I'm getting back into the KJV. I am um, like, I got to work on that one because you know, my little, I, I was like in a um, NLT and message and how I got hip to message was through um, Dr. Charles Stanley. Um, I like listened to him a lot um, kind of in my earlier years and he was one of the a big proponent of that one. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting back to KJV. Uh, and then I had another, what was the other guy? Oh, yes, I know. I have my, I ordered my book, so I'm excited because I think I made a post recently. I just completed the Bible in a year. It took me a year. Like I wasn't able to read a, the, the chapter in like a couple of days, but, but I can't, I, I'm going to apply myself this time. I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do a little more, you got a little it, more, you, got it. you know, <laughs> but um, I'm excited to take your book as I study the Bible and read the Bible and just. I think that's going to help me go go uh, a lot more deeper than I did um, the first go around. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then, can I join so, you on the journey, Erica? Yes, I should. Right, I need to. Right, I'm gonna get the book. Yes, yeah. yes. get the book. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna help you. Like, and in my book, there is no fluff. Okay. I cannot stand love like i'm just, let me just rant about this for 15 seconds i cannot stand fluff so when you read my book i'm not talking about my dog i'm not talking about my cat i'm not talking about you know one day i was walking no none of that the only little section you get about me is a little paragraph in the credits that's it everything else it is gonna be focusing on that book. And we get into a lot of things like the Apocrypha, the Gospel of Thomas, those other hidden books and stuff like that. All that and a lot more um, isn't covered in it. But yeah, it will definitely change the way um, you think. 
Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm definitely a proponent of no fluff. Like, hey, shoot it straight. Let's go. So that's perfect. And um, all right. So we talked a lot about your book, but how can our listeners purchase your book? Like, and also, how can we keep in contact with you? How can they c- contact you? So you guys can actually um, purchase the book on the X um 1711.com um we will be doing um a special release on it um coming very soon it is um going to be we're going to be doing a special release where um we're going to have a special edition where it's going to be around um one it's going to be around somewhere around uh between uh 150 and 170 um because what we're doing is we're having um a special uh release with the content so you're going to get patreon subscription and you're also going to get um you know a nice box that comes with it um with certain materials and things like that so it's really going to be uh an experience when you actually um buy and purchase the book and it'll be for that and it'll also be um for the digital as well so that is a way you can get to me, dx um, 1711com And if you want to follow me on Instagram, um, it's the same, dx um, 1711 And then my personal Instagram is uh, Jairus Burks. That's J-A-I-R-U-S-B-U-R-K-S. And I'm also on Clubhouse, usually in a Christian room, talking or listening. And uh, I'm on TikTok as well. It's the same. So, yeah, that's how you guys can reach me or follow me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Charles, for joining us, man. I could sit here and listen. Like, you are a great teacher. Just off of that little, like, I don't know how long this episode has been. But, yes, I, um, this is good. This is good. I'd enjoy you as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm going to get that book. I'm going to go on this journey with you, Erica, this time. Yeah. Okay. Let me know when you you're get gonna it. You're going to love it. Gonna, you, you're going to love gonna it. Schedule it'll, it'll be well worth it. I also enjoy kind of just speaking and talking with um, you guys. This is pretty cool. And I just really like um, kind of, um, you know, Erica, your ministry, um, what you got, what you're doing, you know, with the purity um, thing, because that is something very huge um that needs to be done and then um even you larisha am i saying it right larisha larisha okay larisha yeah so even how you in your ministry what you're doing with this podcast um with erica man that's so needed it's so needed and it's so important because we need to see uh more women you know like mary that go out they followed you know one of the things about mary she followed jesus to the end you know, when the disciples weren't there, she was the first one at the tomb. So we need to see women out there um, speaking about the gospel and teaching. We definitely need that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Thank you. I'm excited as well. Thanks so much for joining us today. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Listen, if you, Jarvis already provided his uh, contact information, but if you have any questions you want to hit us up or you want us to get you um, connected to him in any, any way, just let us know. You can reach us uh, through our email at info at journey heart to heart, or you can send us a DM um, or a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. 
at Journey Heart to Heart. Larisha, any final uh, words for us? No, that was it, sis. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Jairus, again, thank you for joining us. This was an amazing uh, episode. All right, y'all, take care. All right, bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Journey Heart to Heart podcast. We are so grateful that you decided to join us on this journey and would love to connect with you. Follow us on IG at Journey Heart to Heart. To learn more about upcoming events and suggest topics for future episodes, visit our website at www.journeyhearttoheartpodcast.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. We are now streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Until next time, take care.